something last Saturday, eight days ago, that I, that I swore that I would never do. It was really a moment of weakness. But it, it wasn't my idea. It was actually, it was Jennifer. That's right, God. The, the woman you gave to me, it was, it was her fault. You've probably heard that reasoning before. Uh, it didn't involve uh, a tree or some fruit or the original sin, but, but there was definitely several times that I wanted to go hide in a bush. And at the end of the day, the, the root of all evil had been held by everyone in my house and half the neighborhood. Yeah, that's, that's right. We, we decided to have a garage sale. Now... Now, before we go too far into where I want to ultimately get to, I want to make a few observations about what we did. Now, if you're thinking about having a garage sale, I want you to know that you're likely not thinking at all. But honestly, for us and our family, it started about 16 days ago. Jennifer and I were having a pleasant conversation, and she suggested having a garage sale. Now, we've been here in Hobbs for a little over 10 years, and we have accumulated a lot of things that that we just don't need anymore. And to be fair to her, we've had that specific conversation several times over the last few months, and I was partly in favor of the idea. Because, you know, ideas seem to be good when they're just ideas. See, I don't mind talking about having a garage sale, but two weeks ago last Thursday, things, they took a turn for the worse. As I mentioned, Jennifer uh, suggested the idea of having a garage sale, and I willfully uh, joined in on entertaining the thought, but then it happened. She pulled out her phone, She opened up her calendar app, and within just a few moments, she said that July 9th would be the best day, nay, the only Saturday that we could have a garage sale if we were going to do it this summer. And just like Adam and the apple, I never saw it coming until it was too late. And so the mad scramble began. We cleaned out every room, every closet, every drawer. We sorted, we stacked, we piled, we cleaned, we organized, we wept and prayed. We sifted, we chunked, and we did some reminiscing as well. We looked through thousands of photos, hundreds of old outfits, and dozens of books and decided which were worthy to keep, which needed to be put in the garage sale, and which items need to be destroyed and never looked at again. So a side note is the best part of agreeing to do our uh, garage sale is that we were not going to do any clothing items. I said it's going to go straight to the clothing room. They need it. And and I was trying to be very, you know, uh, religious. And oh, like, oh, this is so righteous of us. The real thing was I didn't want to have to stick any price tags on, on those or get any clothes hangers. I said, we're, we're going to do that. So we're just going to f- focus on all that other stuff. Oh, and, and one more decision that we made early on. Okay, this is my thing about garage sales. If something is deemed worthy enough that it goes out to the garage, it is therefore permanently unworthy to ever come back into the house. 
Like it goes out, we don't bring it back in. It, 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 can't, it can't cross that threshold. Like there's this great chasm between the two, and once it goes, you've read about that in Luke 15, like it's, it's there for good, right? And so every waking minute, if I wasn't at church or standing over the kitchen table eating, and we were standing because there was not a chair available in our house, we were frantically working, and our house was a total disaster. We got change from the bank, old tables from the church, and stickers from the store. We priced items, we made signs, and we advertised on social media. Our single goal was be ready for July 9th. And of course, I had my checklist with me. I had this checklist of things that, that had to be done and we had to follow that. I even left some, some blank lines so we could add some more to it. And the Friday before, we were almost ready. We had set up all the tables in the garage, and we had placed, began placing all the items on the table, right? And Jennifer's going through, and she was placing stickers on those items. And we had it figured out. We were going to have everything set out on the tables, and then Friday morning, we would, Saturday morning, we would throw open the, the garage door. We would run out with all the tables, and everything would be set up. And so while Jennifer was pricing, I decided to do the very the humble job of hanging the signs. Gracie and I had made signs, these big green fluorescent signs. We had eight of them. We would put them all around our neighborhood, and they all pointed in towards our house. Yard sale, Saturday, 17 North Houston, 8 to 1 p.m. Like we had all that you need. And then that big arrow point, we were ready. We we're so excited. We went and we set those things out and we come back to the house. After having put those things out on Friday, we open up the garage door and Jennifer's in there. And I said, okay, let me help you start pricing items. And then I hear it. The screeching of tires. The rumbling of feet. I poked my head outside of the garage door and there was a, a herd of people coming towards us. They saw yard sale, they saw arrow, and they saw nothing else. And all they knew was there was stuff in the garage. I, I didn't know what to do. I was ready. I, I, I had nothing to prepare or protect me or my family. They started coming in, and we started saying, no, 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 we're not ready yet. It's Saturday, and they said, okay, and they kept looking through things, and, and they kept pouring in one after the other, and finally, I just said, give them what they want, and so they started asking. Most of the things weren't even priced, and so we're just throwing out numbers. Remember, we're just trying to get rid of everything. So finally, the dust settled. There was just a long enough gap between the surge of people that we closed the garage door, we locked it, and we hid inside in the fetal position, just rocking back and forth. It was terrible. But then we knew we really had to be ready for the next morning. The good news is we made a few dollars on Friday and we were able to clear off some space on the tables to add the rest of the stuff on there. But when Saturday came, folks, we were ready. I mean, we knew don't open the garage door until you are absolutely ready. Okay, 
So we already had a line of people on just milling around our driveway well before 8 a.m. We open up the doors and we start picking up the tables to carry them out to the driveway where they're going to be. And people started coming inside. There was this much space between each of the tables. And they were walking through here. And they said, no, 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 we're going to bring it out to you. And they said, okay. And they stayed there. And so then we picked up the table. And as we're picking up the tables, they were walking along the table grabbing items. And like, how much for all of these? They're trying to bundle them. I'm like, let's just, let's get this stuff out. But, but we finally did it. We were able to get everything out in the driveway, and then the chaos really began. So here we were, trying our best to sell off these items. And as we watched items go, and watched the quarters and the dollar bills come in, I started thinking about where those items came from. What value did they originally have to us? And how much of a fraction of a penny were we willing to get in order to part with those items? In fact, one thing I remember for sure, we had this real big grill guard that goes on a truck. And I was just trying to get rid of it. I had $75 put on that thing. I'll take $75 for it. And it, uh, years ago when it was on my 2000 Chevy, man, I missed that thing. Man, it was that I love that. But it's 75 bucks. We marked it down to $50. Some guy came out and looked at it. He looked at it. And he goes, he goes, you know, will you take 25? And before he said five, I said, yes, let's load it up. And he, he literally took a step back. He's like, what's wrong with this thing? That I'm, I was like, if you will pay me $25 to take this off of my property, this is the best deal ever. And we were just trying our best to get rid of everything. So I spent a lot of time talking about what took place last Saturday, and, and I possibly wasted your time, but, I, but hang with me here because there's really some place I want to go with this. You see, we had a plan and a purpose. Our goal was to get out there and, and, and get rid of as much as stuff as possible. There were other people who were involved in this, and they were the other part of that transaction. They were the ones who came and said, we will give you money to get your stuff. And so that's kind of what the deal was. And it was this, this beautiful harmony of supply and demand of, of consumerism where we said, we will give you our possessions. And they said, we will give you our money. And we had this transaction that took place. And it turned out to be a really great thing. And it started at 8. We planned to go at 1. At 9 o'clock, we almost had nothing left. I mean, just they cleared almost everything out, and we were so excited about it. But, but, but there was one question I want to ask you this morning. What are you doing here? Like, what was your goal when you woke up this morning? And you said, I'm going to go to church. Did you come here to give or to get? 
you know, several weeks ago, I had this thought and I shared it with a few folks. I said, worship involves a, a, a type of exchange, an exchange between between you and God in exchange between you and others. And so I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this. I think that either you showed up to give to God or you showed up expecting to get something from Him. Maybe you think it's something as small as an IOU. God, this better be a good week because I got up, I got dressed, and I got to church. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Either you're here to pour into someone who is hurting or you will allow someone else to pour into you. In Mark chapter 12, Jesus is going to point out two different groups of people who showed up to, well, really just to worship. One group was some rich, influential men and the other was a poor humble widow can you guess who jesus spoke more highly of if you will turn with me to mark chapter 12 it's only a few verses but i want to read that to you this morning starting in verse 41 of mark 12 it says jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, only worth a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples, Jesus said, I, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put everything, all she had, to live on. Do you notice the difference Jesus makes between these two groups of people? It wasn't about the male or the female. It wasn't about Jew or Gentile. It wasn't about the rich or the poor. It wasn't about the, 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 the leaders or the nameless woman. It was very simple. Jesus says there's two groups of people who showed up that morning at the temple. It was the ones that came to get and it was the one that came to give. Now, you might argue just a little bit and say, oh, that's, that's kind of presumptuous, maybe even a little judgmental for me to suggest that those rich people didn't really come to give. Because he does point out that they did show up and they did give out of their wealth. But when we're studying the Bible, what's one important thing we always have to do? I hope you know the answer to this. What do we have to look at? We have to to look at the context so let's back up just a few more verses just to verse 38 and Jesus is going to start speaking and he says this he says watch out for the teachers of the law they like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in marketplaces and to have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at banquets they devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished 
most severely. Jesus is going to say, there's two types of people. Later on, he's going to talk about this widow who had hardly anything, who was a nobody, who had nothing, and she she hardly gave anything. And he looks at her and he says, she's blessed. She gave out of what she had. But the contrast is the group of people before. He says, they showed up to get. They showed up to say, how will I be recognized? How will I be respected? How will people look at me and and honor me? And say, oh, I'm so glad that person gave. or, Or look at their robe. Or, wow, that was a really, really long prayer. How righteous that man must be. And, and maybe you didn't show up to give a really long prayer. And maybe you're not wearing a really long flowing robe. But I want to ask you. When you decided to get up this morning. And you started picking out your clothes and, and getting ready. What was your mindset? I really can't wait To pour into somebody. Or maybe it was, boy, they should be really glad that I'm going to be here. Like they should be honored. Now, I want to stop for just a second and say this. We all have different stages and chapters of our lives. And I feel like I, I know most of you Well, and I know that some of you are just in a dry season. And you're in a difficult time. And if you come here hurting and broken and empty, what I want to say to you is come. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And some of you, that's the season, that's a stage in life that you're in. You're, you're struggling with finances, or you're struggling in your marriage, or you're struggling in your spirituality. And if the very best that you can do is just get up and walk into these doors and somehow hope that something will be poured into you that will help you make it through this week, then I am so glad that you're here. Because you've been there, right? I've been there before. I showed up here 10 years ago like that. You had no idea. I showed up just broken and hurting, and I was surrounded by people who were encouraging and kind and forgiving. And that was a season where I needed to be poured into. And some of you are there right now. Some of you are going through that valley of that dark night of the soul and you're thinking, I just, I don't know how I can make it. And if you're here today, maybe you got kids in tow and you're just, just trying to make it, praise God that you're here. And if you're sitting on a pew and the spot beside you is empty, Because the person that you love isn't here. I hurt for you. And I weep for you as you grieve that loss. But not everybody is in that seat. And we just can't stay in that stage forever. 
And that's not because I want to be mean or selfish or judgmental. I just want you to know we're surrounded by people who are hurting. And we have to take care of ourselves spiritually and relationally and emotionally. And some of that is going to be poured in here, but a lot of that's going to have to take place outside too. You're responsible for your spiritual health. It's not mine. It's not Lance's. It's not the elders. You're called to fill yourself up so that you can share with others. For some of you, you're in a great place. But it's easy to walk in and sit in the pew that you always sit in and say, boy, I sure hope the songs are the ones that I like. And wouldn't it be nice if Doug could get done in under 20 minutes? That's not going to happen, folks. Look at your watches. It's, it's not going to happen. And sometimes we get in that mindset of, what's church going to do for me today? What's, what are they going to bring to us to make this really good? I really hope that the communion thoughts are uplifting to me. I hope we get done at a decent time. I hope they don't ask me to hang, around, hang out for classes. Boy, that's a bummer. But what if you showed up to give? It's easy to get caught in the place of receiving. Well, the younger people can teach, the wealthier can give, the less busy can volunteer. I'm just here and that's what I need to do. And not to nitpick, but what if Jesus were to audit your actions and look into your heart? Where do you fit in? Did you show up this morning to be a blessing to others? Or should we all just be honored that you walked in the doors? Are you the rich man who came in here wanting to get or are you the lowly widow who just wants to give? And I want to expand it outside of what takes place in our corporate worship. And I want to challenge you to be willing to give, not only this morning, but this week. I don't want you to show up here thinking that your sole purpose is to get and I don't want you to walk out of your house any other day of the week thinking the same thing may you be willing to give this week just small things with all the hurt and the angst and the division it's amazing what one small kind word can do for your neighbor to a person in the grocery store or the person serving you food at a restaurant. Talk to other people. Use kind words. Smile. Invite people over for dinner. Write a note. Make a phone call. Send a card. Pray for people. Remember that our Christian walk is not just about getting grace. It's about giving it to other people. These small things, I pray that you will think about this week. May you be the one that adds 
to people's lives that brings something to our community and most importantly above all else that whatever you do it is for the glory and praise of god the father and his son jesus christ i'm surrounded by people here who are givers may you go out into the world this week and continue to give this morning we're going to sing a song about trusting and obeying and i want to encourage you as we sing this song may this be a song that invites you to trust god to obey him to love him and to love the people he created let's do that this morning as we stand and sing